Hello, everyone. Welcome to my podcast. This is my first official episode. This is K-Pop Call. So in this podcast, I'm basically just call my friends, my non-K-Pop friends, and we talk about relevant things that are happening in the K-Pop industry and how it's relevant to our everyday lives. And you know, they're not K-Pop fans. They don't necessarily follow these groups the way that we as stands do. So they kind of have an unbiased opinion on what these topics are that we're dealing with in the K-pop realm and can kind of talk to us about what they think. So today I have with me my twin sister, Sarah. Say hi, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to be talking about BTS and their new collab with Meg the Stallion. I sent the song to Sarah before the podcast so she could take a listen to it and kind of have a general idea of what I'm talking about. But Sarah doesn't really follow BTS or, or you know, K-pop groups. She's aware, you know, she listens casually, but she's not necessarily a stan like I am. So I would like her to kind of give her input once I kind of dive into this topic. So let's let's just hear from Sarah first. Can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you, what you like to do. What's your into? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm into not BTS <laughs> um, uh, normally, as you mentioned. Uh, I like a good old Dungeons and Dragons, and <laughs> you know, um, I'll. Uh, <laughs> I'm having a hard time. I'm sorry, this is so awkward because we're literally twins. We know each other. And so she's she's doing this for y'all, not for me. (laughs) So it's just Um, awkward to tell me about yourself, all these things that I already know. Also, have you asked you what you like? Because (laughs) at that moment, everything leaves your brain (laughs) and you don't know anymore. The, the embodiment of no thoughts head empty. <laughs> exactly. Um, while I was talking, I thought of some other things. I like... <laughs> <laughs> I like to write. Um, you do like to write. I like to make costumes. I like to watch um, some anime. Yes, you cosplay. Western well. animation as well is mm-hmm. good. She's a cosplayer, folks. All that sort of stuff. (laughs) I'm not, I'm really not a big music person in general. Like, I don't dive into um, artists very often. Right. Just kind of listen casually, like you said. Yeah. She knows a good song when she hears it, but she doesn't necessarily have any specific artist or group that she's like obsessed with, like I am. I've always been the obsessive twin, and she's been, like, the rational one. Now, let's dial it back. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're both the obsessive twin, but I've just never been the obsessive twin about music. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Um, You've been the one with, like, a a few different groups. Music's just not something I usually hyper-lock in on. Yeah. That's true. So uh, today, Sarah (laughs) and friends, I wanted to talk about, as I mentioned, BTS and their new collab that they just did with Meg Thee Stallion. Megan Thee Stallion, a woman of great talent. 
and I so. come. <laughs> as as you know, Sarah, because so Sarah, my sister, um, I send her BTS stuff all the time, even though she's not <laughs> she's not a stan and she doesn't follow them. I just kind of like force it upon her um, <laughs> in the most loving way possible. Like, oh my God, look at this. Um, or like, check out their new song. Like, did you stream today? Um, she's probably not uh, because she's busy, you know, and that's fine. Um, but so like she's aware and she has heard Butter, uh, the original version. And so I was like, yo, Sarah, I'm doing this podcast. And also just in general, like you should check this out and stream it. It's the remix that they just did with Meg Thee Stallion. Um, so I didn't really get to talk to her much about the whole controversy, quote unquote, that has come along with this um, before the song even came out. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. So basically, basically, um, a lot of people were upset when they found out that she would be collabing with them on this remix because a lot of fans, quote unquote fans, were saying, oh, no, like they can't collab with Meg the Stallion. She's like way too like hypersexualized. Like she's going to like sexualize their song and just like make it really inappropriate. These are the types of things that they're saying before the song even came out. So they didn't even get it to a listen, get get a listen to it, and they're already hating on it. Um, I have several things to say about that, but I just want to first of all hear your thoughts on that. Um. Okay. So I guess that's a. Is there like a thing that I don't know? K-pop music is just like. I don't know, family-friendly music? Is that is that a so, thing? Or them, specifically? Not really. Um, it, so, it seems to be an issue in, in the K-pop realm where people, um, fans will infantilize their, their K-pop idols. You know, oh, like, dear. yeah. So, you know, like, oh, like, J-Hope, like, he's such a baby. Or, like, Yoongi, he's so innocent. Like, you know, and they just like treat them like babies when like, as we can all see, they're literally grown men. Like the oldest member is 28 years old. <laughs> the youngest is like 24, <laughs> 25. And it's not like they're like trying to uphold any specific image of like, I don't know. Family friendly, like you said. Yeah. I, I mean, not necessarily. And I think you know, obviously you've heard Butter, the original version. It's not necessarily like a, a risque song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so like, sure, there's there's that. But, you know, they've, they've had some songs. Like there's a song called Pied Piper. You should check it out. And it's just like the entirety of the song is basically just them being like, we know that you're obsessed with us, girl. And like, you know, like <laughs> they're just like, and that's like, that's like, that's a mild form of like some of their songs. Like obviously a lot of like, their more quote-unquote risque stuff is like their older stuff but it still exists and it existed when they were younger so the fact that now they're grown men and people are like oh my gosh no my baby bongton boys like it's just it's like really cringy that people think this way of them as How grown young men were they when they started um i mean they were pretty young they started they debuted in 2013 um so and, and, and again like they're all in their 20s right now like they're mid to late 20s so they were young but like not that young you know like they were uh the youngest member jungkook was a teenager um but you know they were just like singing same typical stuff that like any boy band would sing like talking about girls and you know just the same old stuff 
And so them as young people having that and then growing up in the industry and people for some reason treating them like children, it's just, it's just, it doesn't sit right with me. And no, it shouldn't yeah. really sit right with anyone. That's um, weird. So yeah, there's a there's a huge issue in the K-pop world uh, with the infantilization of idols, uh, and then we also have this this issue where people are kind of giving Meg the Stallion this stigma. And let me add one more one more fact to throw at you: people have been so thirsty for BTS to collaborate with Ariana Grande. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Double standard. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, I'm sure we also, can all why? sit there. I don't I don't know. I don't know. I mean, no hate to her, but like I I just no, don't understand No, there's plenty like, of her music that I enjoy, but like why right. so specifically, specifically Ariana Grande. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think like so like Jungkook, for example, is a member of BTS and he enjoys um Ariana Grande. And, you know, like, a few members do. Um, but, so, like, I can understand, like, why people would be like, oh, like, BTS likes them, like, it'd be nice if they could collab. But I'm, what my thing is, <laughs> is, okay, y'all are not only for that idea, but, like, you're, like, thirsty for it. You're like, yes, oh, my God, they need to collaborate with Ariana Grande. And we, we know what her vibe is. <laughs> if you just look at any of her most recent albums, like, very sexual. <laughs> so, that's okay. But Meg the Stallion, like everybody's like immediate issue, not everybody, but like the problematic people's uh, immediate issue is, oh no, not her. She's going to over-sexualize them in their song. Yeah, that's something, something's not right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so what, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about that? I don't know. I feel like I mean, there's there's a few things that are just weird about that. Um, I guess Meg the Stallion, Megan the Stallion, Ariana Grande are slightly different styles of music. Um, I don't know if that's something that's any effect of it. Also, the aesthetic of the two of them mm-hmm. is also different. Like, for instance, Ariana Grande sort of has this little, uh, how do I say? (laughs) She kind of infantilizes herself. She, I don't know about that, but I know, like, she's definitely, like, very, her presentation's very, like, I don't know. Cutesy? I guess. I don't know. I'm trying to... I've looked up their Instagrams. I'm trying to, like, get an idea of what I mean. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess that could be a word for it. I don't know. She's very, like, a different vibe than Megan the Stallion. (laughs) And obviously, Meg's black and Ariana's not. Right. Meg's black and Ariana wants to be, so... (laughs) And I, I hear what you're saying about their, their style of music being slightly different, but at the end of the day, it's still a pretty similar genre. And genre aside, the themes are very similar as far mm-hmm. as 
you know, <laughs> the the thing that people were concerned with with Meg, but for some reason okay with for Ariana, it doesn't sit right. So bringing bringing back your point about you know Meg being a black artist, I think that that is the underlying issue that a lot of uh, problematic K-pop stands have is that they're just they see this artist that is already successful on her own like it's not like she's using bts for cloud like she's already successful and they wanted to collab with her like obviously like they would they would not collaborate with someone that they did not want to collab with so it's it's a mutual agreement they have a swap deal by the way so she was on their remix and they will also be featured on one of her upcoming songs it's like we don't really have much information on that yet but that's that's the deal so like it was a very mutual situation it's not like Meg was like, oh my god, hey, can we please collab because I really want to like reach out to the K-pop fans more. Like it wasn't like that. Like they just appreciate her artistry. They know who she is and they wanted to collaborate with her. Yeah. And for some reason, people just seem upset by that. And it I I feel like anytime there's ever an artist that's like a, another person of color, for some reason people have an issue. Like they're there's a, they'll find anything to be a problem with it. I wonder if part of it is, um, so like Ariana Grande and Meg Stallion, um, they have, you know, like you said, they both, their music, they have like, you know, sexual stuff in their songs, both of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but if you compare like, I don't know, a, uh, the collection of Ariana Grande and her sexualized self versus Meg um they have different body types and maybe like people are doing that thing where they're like because Ariana Grande is like so much thinner and petite that she is somehow less um, sexual even though it's about equal yeah um, in their body of work or whatever yeah that's true I think even, even on the topic of like I guess comfortability with their sexuality as as artists like even if if we're only looking at like their sexually themed work somehow black women and and women that are I guess quote-unquote bigger even though I wouldn't necessarily call Meg big but she's not petite Mm -mm. um people with you know fuller bodies and black women are always over sexualized even on the theme of sexualization like it's just like they're doing I don't want to say they're doing the same thing because honestly I think that Meg is a bit more talented (laughs) than Ariana again no hate to her but you know they're doing a similar thing but for some reason people are like oh my god Meg Meg is just like oh that's just too much but for some reason if, if Ariana wrote the exact same song the exact same lyrics and did the exact same dance or anything like people would be like wow girl that was fire slay like you did that you know yeah so it's just it's just it's just a telling sign that people are still uncomfortable with people of color especially black women especially when they're already successful yeah yikes and it's <laughs> it's it's all of this came before the song <laughs> like it was oh, yeah. announced that the song reacting. was happening Mm-hmm. And people were like, no, oh my god. No. <laughs> if we take a look at the <laughs> not me. <laughs> if we take a look at the lyrics here, <laughs> just to just to really show how 
how much of the clownery is in this <laughs> this fandom. <laughs> she starts off by saying, "So smooth, like the car I ride." Okay. <laughs> Even your best party planner couldn't catch this vibe. Wow. <laughs> I don't know, Meg. Calm down. That's a lot. <laughs> Big boss, and I make the haters stay on their job, and I be on these girls' necks like the back of their bobs. <laughs> Bars, okay. <laughs> Houston's finest in the room with bosses, make them all get ratchet in their suits and blouses. I remember writing clothes in my room in college. Now I need global entry to the shows I'm rocking. Smooth like cocoa butter, my drip more than a puddle. They know that I'm the wave. Take over every summer. They must be giving Stevie, <laughs> if they even had to wonder, because every beat I get on turned into Hubba Bubba. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't. I don't really know what they thought she was going to do to Butter, but like, pretty low key. This was pretty much all I expected. Like. Megan is such a talented artist. She she knows what she's doing. Like she can match the vibe of a song. She's not gonna come on this this chill, vibey summer song. And <laughs> I don't I don't know what people were thinking she was going to do, but like she didn't do it. And like and if she like... did, if she did, even if she did, BTS wanted it, or they wouldn't they, they wouldn't they wouldn't have like gone through with the collab like if they would have like heard what she had to say and be like oh girl I don't think this is gonna work like they're, they're yeah, not gonna go through with it if they don't thinking, like it like they can like <laughs> edit it or you know like I feel like contractually <laughs> whoever yeah. is in a collab with each other they have agreed to what they're what sort of thing they're gonna bring to the table I mean I don't know <laughs> much about the music industry but yeah. it seems like that's what would be at work here yeah, and if they don't like it, then they can just not, they cannot put it out. And the thing, here's another thing <laughs> that you might not have known, Sarah. Um, sure. I guess Meg's company was like trying to stop or delay her from this remix even happening because basically um, the way that BTS likes to collaborate with artists is like they want the artist to get paid, but her company wanted to get paid off and, and profit off of this rather than her herself and so she literally had they were trying to just stop it from happening at all they didn't want her to do it they didn't think that it would benefit her or her career and she literally had to like get like court documents and like bts was even helping her with this so it was that serious and again like bts would not have gone through all that trouble to help her if they didn't like it and didn't want it to happen wow yeah it's pretty wild yeah that was very nice of them yeah bts they're the best <laughs> and 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 too like okay but it obviously this time it was butter but like i said they're in a swap deal so they'll be in a song with her and even if it wasn't butter even if they just decided to do a whole new song with her if that's the direction that they wanted to go in then who are we to stop them and if you're a if you're a true fan then you'll support their decision and their and creative license like or like i mean like it's totally fine to not like a song like listen to the song first and then decide if you don't like it like yeah people were like oh no 
no absolutely not and the song like wasn't even dropped yet i'm like okay all right leave the fandom i don't know what to tell you that feels like a reaction that someone might have if they just really don't like an artist right and at that point it's like i don't know what to tell you bestie like <laughs> they're doing the song yeah i don't, don't like listen Jason to Drulo. it I guess. No, no offense, I'm not trying to slander him or anything, but I truly just dislike Jason Derulo and his music. And BTS collabed with him for uh, the Savage Love remix. And did I listen to it? Yes, because I support and stan BTS. Um, do I listen to it every day? No. <laughs> but <laughs> I gave it a listen before I made my decision. And it, it wasn't bad. Yoongi was spitting in that song, might I add. But like, yeah, I just like, I don't really care for, for Jason Derulo. So like, it's not my favorite song, but I didn't, I didn't decide that I hated the song <laughs> prior to listening to it. <laughs> yeah, him. <laughs> and, I, and I still don't hate the song. Even though I, even though I don't like Jason Derulo, like I, I still like the song with BTS on it. Yeah. But like, yeah, people just, people just want to be prejudiced and it's really embarrassing for them yeah feels like a big overreaction you mm-hmm. ask me so yeah any other any other thoughts on this topic of anything we mentioned infantilization of idols you know uh prejudice towards poc collabs people need to calm down <laughs> they do <And> stop <laughs> acting wild exactly there are um human beings involved here exactly. just um making art <laughs> so i guess let them and don't look at it <laughs> if you yeah. have a problem exactly no one's forcing you to to listen to it i know a lot of time uh fans of artists especially in the k-pop fandom uh they there's a lot of pressure for stands these days at, or pressure that they put on themselves really to stream new songs when they first come out to get them to debut at number one or to debut in like the top 10 whatever it is like there's just this constant pressure that fans are putting on themselves and so I think that they kind of get obsessed with that and they feel like oh I'm not doing I'm not doing my favorite artist justice by not streaming this song even though I don't like it or I don't like who they're collabing with and I think that that, need, that mentality kind of needs to stop. Like, if you don't like a song, then like, that doesn't mean that you're disappointing your favorite artist or you're like letting them down. Like, yeah, you don't have I, to listen to the song every day or at I, all if you don't want to. I don't believe artists put out music, music in hopes that all of their fans will listen to it nonstop just to get the listens up because that's not, a, that's, if you're doing it just for that reason, not because you want to hear the <laughs> song on repeat or whatever. First of all, that's not genuine anyway. Also, it's not sustainable. Like, you'll never be able to keep that up forever. But if you do it once and you're like, we have to always hit these numbers, then you're going to have to do that always to sustain that sort of thing. Just exactly listen to music <laughs> when you want to, I guess. Yeah. Because otherwise, it's going to be a chore and that's not what it's supposed to be exactly and it's not to say that it's a bad thing if you do feel that way like if you're someone who gets up every morning and you're like i gotta stream butter because i gotta get them to number one then that's fine but like sarah said it definitely is not a uh, sustainable mentality at some point you may feel tired um and then again you'll get into that negative headspace of oh no I'm, i'm letting my favorite artist down 
you're not yeah. they don't expect you to do that it's definitely a nice reward and surprise for them when it happens but most good artists aren't putting out a song because they want to be number one on the charts like they're putting out the song because like they put time and effort and thought into the lyrics and they want people to feel what they're feeling and, or they want to put out songs that relate to how other people are feeling you know like that's not <laughs> that's not like the main goal of making music at least for some people <laughs> i've seen some pretty gringy stuff like justin bieber when he uh <laughs> when he was getting ready to release yummy but i don't really want to get into that <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> He was that. like, "This is how to stream. This is how to stream Yummy and get it to number one. Make sure that you listen to it, put it on repeat while you sleep. Like it was, it was bad." Yeah, um, I guess most artists don't yeah. expect you to do that. <laughs> there are most so artists are not. Yes, and BTS is definitely one that like they put out music because of the feeling and the, and the love and the passion behind their their songs. Like they're not putting it out. As, as a competition yeah they're aware that like the music music industry is you know competitive and you know of course like a big part of their career is is being one of if not the biggest group in the world um but that just kind of comes with the territory and the fandom like the fans will take you there you have to just trust the fans and you just have to put out good music <laughs> and it will just naturally happen <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah, that's that's that on that. Thank you, Sarah, for joining and being part of my first podcast episode, K-pop Call. You Sarah will probably welcome. be joining me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just said you're welcome. That's all. Sarah, thank you. Sarah will probably be joining me on many other K-pop calls, but I will be incorporating a lot of other friends. Um, so good old Sarah Bear will definitely be a repeat guest. Um, but look forward to other people uh, in my life <laughs> to be on my K-pop call podcast. Uh, I thank you all for listening. And again, thank you, Sarah, for chatting with me about BTS and Meg the Stallion and Butter. That's it. You bet. That's it. That's that. See y'all next that. time. As you said. <laughs> all right. See you guys soon. Uh, have a great rest of your week.